How many of you believe? How many of you really believe? I mean, how many of you really, really believe? If you really believe, you ought to stand on your feet. And you ought to sing, I believe it. Yes, I believe it. I believe it. Yes, I believe it. I believe, I believe, uh, come on, y'all act like y'all don't forgot about belief, I believe it, come on children, sing it like you mean it. Because my praise is not dependent on you. It, it, it is dependent on what I believe and not really what I believe is about what I know. Uh, because I've been living long enough to know something. I believe some stuff, but there's something I know about him. And I know he can do just what he says. They used to say at home, may not do it when you want him to do it. But you can guarantee it'll always be right on time. There is a word to, to this morning that's found in the book of Numbers. Book of Numbers, chapter 13. The book of Numbers, chapter 13. I'm going to ask that when you get there that you would stand for the reading of God's word. Now I'm not going to I'm not going to ask you to read along with me, but if you would just stand this morning. Numbers chapter 13. 
And I shall read beginning at verse 26. And I shall read through the end of that chapter. And it reads thus, they came back to Moses and Aaron and the whole Israelite community at Kadesh in the desert of Paran. There they reported to them and to the whole assembly and showed them the fruit of the land. They gave Moses this account. We went into the land for which you sent us, and it does flow with milk and honey. Here is fruit. But the people who live there are powerful, and the cities are fortified and very great. We even saw descendants of Anak there. The Amalekites live in the Negev. The Hittites, Jebusites, and Amorites live in the hill country. And the Canaanites live near the sea and along the Jordan. Then Caleb silenced the people before Moses and said, We should go up and take possession of the land, for we certainly can do it. But the men who had gone up with him said, we can't attack those people. They are stronger than we are. And they spread among the Israelites a bad report about the land that they had explored. They said the land we explored devoured those people living in it. All the people we saw there are of great size. We saw the Nephilim there. The descendants of Anak came from Nephilim. We seemed like grasshoppers in our own eyes, and we looked the same to them. This is the word of God for the people of God. You may be seated. For just a few moments this morning, I want to talk from this thought. Don't be scared. Don't don't be scared. There are some people who have been and are today synonymous with either their creation or their decision-making process or their station in life. Few would argue that when you think about computers and software, you would not think about Steve Jobs and Bill Gates. Few would argue that when you think about money, that Rockefeller's name would come to mind. Few would argue that when you talk about baseball, you would think about Jackie Robinson. Few would think when you talk about entertainment and all of that, you would not think about Denzel and Oprah and the rest of them. But on this weekend, This weekend of celebration, there is no doubt, my brothers and sisters, that the words of civil rights and equality and justice and nonviolence and education and compassion and societal change should be associated with Martin Luther King Jr. How many of you know this morning it's because of Martin Luther King Jr. and his movement That we can ride anywhere on the bus and not just the back of the bus. How many of you know it's because of him and his movement that we can live in any part of town that our money can buy? 
It's because of him that we can eat in any part of the restaurant, not just in sections labeled for colors only. We can expect my brothers and sisters to go to school. And with a little due diligence, we can get the same type of education that everybody else can get. We can expect to walk the streets and not have to get off the sidewalk to allow others of fairer complexion to walk down the sidewalk unobstructed. But brothers and sisters, when we think of Dr. King, he was a man who was in time, but yet he was ahead of time. Yeah, the, the bellwether moment, my brothers and sisters, in his life was that eventful march on Washington. Negroes and Caucasians and Jews and Gentiles, they got together and marched on Washington for rights of those who had been put under for so long. Yeah. Now what's interesting, you had all those people to show up all right, to listen to a Baptist preacher who did not have a mega church, but he did have a mega message. He did tell the people when they marched on Washington, he said, I have a dream. My brothers and sisters, this, this new generation that we're raising up right now don't even understand all that they went through. They don't know what it's like to leave from sidewalks while other people have to command the walk. They don't know what it's like to be beaten and abused just because of the color of their skin. But yet this generation of people that we're raising now do more harm than Jim Crow ever did. We as a people do more harm to ourselves today then you can ever blame Bull Connor for. Right, My brothers and sisters, when we treat our black women and black children the way we treat them, yeah. you can't say a whole lot about what happened back then because we're doing some of it right now. You can't really say anything about how they didn't let people go to school when you will let your child stay at home and then when they get in trouble at school instead of you saying something to them you want to go and cuss the teacher out. My brothers and sisters I don't understand how we have gotten to a place now as a people when we got upset with what the people would call us and we spend half of our time calling ourselves that now. And then you have the audacity to get mad when somebody else calls you what you have identified yourself as. Here we are calling our people out of their name. When has it become so popular? So, uh, my brother says, in the mainstream, that we can call women what we call women in songs today. What is it about us that has allowed us to get where we are now, 
Reverend Price, I don't have time to get into all that today, but I can tell you that we wanted to get in Pharaoh's house so bad that now we've taken on Pharaoh's principles. He, he said, he said, he said, he said on the march on Washington, I have a dream. And if you would allow me, in, in a part of that speech, he said, I say to you today, my friends, so even though we face the difficulties today and tomorrow, I still have a dream. He said it's a dream deeply rooted in the American dream. I have a dream that one day this nation will rise up and live out the true meaning of its creed. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. He said, I have a dream that one day on the red hills of Georgia, the sons of former slaves and the sons of former slave owners will to sit down together at the table of brotherhood. He said, I have a dream that one day even the state of Mississippi, a state sweltering with the heat of injustice, sweltering with the heat of oppression, will be transformed into an oasis of freedom and justice. I have a dream that one day my four little children will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, content of their character. He, I still have a dream today that one day down in Alabama with his vicious races, with his governor having his lips dripping with the words of interposition and nullification that one day right down in Alabama little black boys and little black girls will be able to join hands with little white boys and little white girls as sisters and brothers. I have a dream. He said that one day, every valley shall be exalted. Every hill and mountain shall be made low. And the rough places will be made plain. And the crooked places will be made straight. And the glory of the Lord shall be revealed. And all flesh shall see it together. My brothers and sisters, as we prepare to celebrate the anniversary of the birth of Dr. Martin Luther King, my mind runs and focuses on the courage and the fearless, my brothers and sisters, sacrifice that they had to go through. My brothers and sisters, Martin Luther King was a great instrument of God. He was willing to stand in the face of injustice and proclaim a message of truth and of freedom. And here we are, we won't open our lips just Say amen. My brothers and sisters, here, I want to let you know God has been standing with men and with women from the beginning of time. That's why Martin King could get up and say what he could say. He knew he had God standing with him. He knew what a lot of us still don't know, and we talked about it in Sunday school. A whole lot of us have a lot of word in our heads, but we really don't know what it means in our hearts. When you know that God stands with you just like he stood with Noah when he was preaching, it's going to rain. For 100, just like he stood with Noah, he stands with you. And he stands with me. Yes, sir. 
That's why I believe the Apostle Paul had to put it this way concerning God's care and provisions for us in Philippians 4 and 13. I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. That means I don't have to have your validation. I don't have to have your pats on the back. I don't have to have anybody to tell me who I can be. I know I can be because of who God says I Look, 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 Dr. King, Dr. King exhibited the courage of the two characters in this text today, Joshua and Caleb. When presented with the daunting task of leading a great movement that changed the course of history, he could have bowed down with fear, but he rose to the occasion. His faith in God's word harnessed the fear that often sometimes introduces doubt and unbelief in our life. His faith in God moved him to pursue a dream that would one day become a reality. My brothers and sisters, we ought to thank God for that sacrifice. Here, my brothers and sisters, in the text, in Numbers 13, we learn about some folk who were defeated by an enemy because they decided like a whole lot of us that when giants showed up they said we look like grasshoppers Let, let's look at what the text says it says and they gave the children of Israel a bad report of the land I wish I had time to just stay with the text because a whole lot of us have gotten messed up because we've listened to some bad reports you could have been a whole lot further along. You could have been way down the road, but you listened to some bad reports for some folk who are always looking at negative in life. Yeah. Now, I'm not making that what the Bible says. Y'all look at look. It's, it's, it's right there. They gave them a bad report. The land through which we have gone has spies in the land. And it divides. Let, let me put, let me put a quarter right here since I'm preaching. All right, all right. You've got to know you've got some spies among you. Amen. Yeah, they they're not there for your good. They watching you, but they watch. They can go back with a bad report on you. That's why you need to keep the folk that you hang around with to a minimum. Well, some of y'all will get that when you get home. The, the land through which we have gone has spies in the land it devours its inhabitants and all the people whom we saw in it are men of great stature. There we saw the giants. The descendants of Anak came from the giants and we were like grasshoppers in our own sight and so were we in their sight. God told Moses to send 12 men one from each tribe of Israel to explore land of Canaan. This is the land that God had already gave them and all they have to do is go and get it. Now look, he had already told them it belongs to you. Just go get it. And many of us are still missing out on the things that God has promised to us simply because we refuse to go and possess it. Many times we fail in our blessings. Because we allow our fears to overtake us. Somebody here had, had dreams of being a doctor. 
But somebody told you that you weren't smart enough. Somebody had dreams of owning a home, but somebody gave you a report that had a number that went, and it shook your faith. Fear, my brother and sister, has killed the dream of great dreamers. Fear has killed the hopes of many expecting souls. Fear has killed the vision of so many churches. Fear has killed a lot of testimony. But Moses obeys God. And he sends the men out to spy out the land. Moses tells them the exact route to follow and lets them know what he wants to hear on the report. See what this land going to look like. Are, 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 are the people in the land, are, are they weak or are they strong? Are, are there many or are there just a few of them? Check out the, the towns that they live in. Are, are they like camps or do they have walls around the town? He tells them to check out the soil and see if the ground is fertile. Are there trees in the land? Moses wanted to know everything there was about this land. Not only did he want to know, but he wanted some evidence. He told them to bring back some of the fruit that you have found. The fruit would serve as evidence of what the land could do. And after 40 days of exploring the land, they come back to Moses and Aaron with a report before all the people. From the outset, you could see there was joy and there was excitement in them. But listen to this report. Uh, they show them the fruit. Uh, for the Bible says that they cut off a branch of a grapevine with grapes on them so the people could see it. They tell Moses the land is fertile. Fruit is in abundance. In other words, they tell Moses the land is just like God told them it was. But... One of the biggest barriers in us being able to succeed is we allow some butts to get in our way. Yeah, yeah, Pastor, I, 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 I think, I think evangelism is good, but uh, you know, I'm too old to go. I, I think helping the needy is good, but I got need my own self. I, I, I know I should pay my tithe, but I just make a little money. I know I should come to Bible study, but I got this, that, and the other to do. But is the process in which we get our hopes up only to be torn down. I'm sure that Dr. King had a whole lot of butts in his life. I'm sure there were those who told him that, you know, boycotting is all, but we do something different. Marching for freedom and equality will make a difference, but we can do something by just going to meet with the president. Standing protest will get attention, but it might get us killed. You have a whole lot of folks that always try to stop you when you're trying to progress. Just as it is in our spiritual life. Every time God wants you to move forward, Satan is hanging around and will put a butt in your life to try to stop you. But every now and then, every now and then, you need to rebuke his butt and say, I can be all that God would have me to be. Tell him that he needs to get his butt out of your way. 
Look, 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 look. But, 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 but will cause you to pay attention to the enemy rather than paying attention to God. But will cause you to doubt God and believe the devil. But will cause you to miss out on your blessing. The Bible says, whose report shall you believe? Who hath believed our report and in whom the arm of the Lord is revealed? I wonder if somebody here going to spend most of their time believing the lawyer instead of believing the advocate. Spend all of your time believing the doctor instead of listening to the great physician. Spend all of your time listening in the baker and not paying attention to the bread of life. I wonder how are you going to respond? Whose report shall you believe? I don't know about you, but I am going to believe the report of the Lord. The men begin to blot out the positive report with negative. We have to learn to keep negative ideas and negative plans and negative people and negative spirits out of our lives. People, I got to help somebody. People are, they, they may not like yes, the woman or the man you gonna marry, but they not the one sleeping with them to start with. People may not like the car that you drive, but they ain't paying the note. They may not like the clothes you wear because it wouldn't look good on them no way. But let me, let me, uh, let me, let me, yeah. People might not agree with your plan for your life, but don't get mad. Don't just let them alone because you need to, well, as a matter of fact, let, let me go back. If somebody's trying to tell you about the plan for your life, you tell them to take a hike because they are not in your plan to start with. That, you've got to get from around negativity and negative folk and folk who are always trying to bring you down. Got a news flash, got a news flash for you. You got to get used to a whole lot of negative around you, but you don't have to let it take a hold of you. Because as long as we live, we're going to have negative forces around us. Everybody you encounter in your life is not going to like you. Spend all your time at home pouting over who don't like you. I don't care who don't like you. Because I like myself. And I didn't need a song to come out to say I can do bad by my Don't act so holy Y'all know Everybody Didn't like Jesus uh, But he still loved it And if everybody Didn't like Jesus Why do you think they gonna like you You Got to stop listening to what other people have to say about you and start listening to what God has to say about you. God said they could have it. God said the land was there. If God said it, then that settled. For God has given us a, not, for God has given us a spirit of fear. 
but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Mm. If I had time, I could talk about our messed up mind. Because a whole lot of us hadn't been to the doctor and got the prescription. But we need the medicine. Hearing all those voices, Caleb finally hushed the negative crowd. He said, I thank God today that there are those who are bold enough to stand up against a negative crowd. As a matter of fact, the church needs more people who are willing to oppose negative forces within the church. Caleb said, it really doesn't matter because we can take them. I, I don't care how big they look. I don't care how outnumbered we are. We can take them. We, we, may, we may have a lot of land to conquer, but we can take them. And Caleb was ready because Caleb believed in God. He believed God when God told Moses that he would give him the land. Therefore, Caleb was ready to fight. The negative crowd, my brothers and sisters, will chime in just as they did again. And they, this time they report that the people are too big. They said the people are like giants. We, we, we were with Caleb and Joshua. We, we saw the fortified cities. We saw the walls and the ammunition. We saw how mean the neighbors were. We saw the sons of Anak. You heard the report not of one of them was less than eight feet tall. Not only are the Canaanites fortified and strong, not only are they guarded and powerful, but their neighbors are bad too. They got armies and they're walled up. The Malachites, the Jebusites, the Hittites, and the mountain folk like the Amorites. And I believe it was some Uites in there too. <laughs> look, 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 look. Look, as a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, Caleb, went, look, look, people, we, we were there. And we were like grasshoppers in our sight, so we were in their sight. They give credit to the enemy and take away from themselves by saying, we felt like grasshoppers, and we looked like grasshoppers to them. They surrendered to the enemy without the enemy's knowledge of even being in the battle. Yes, sir. And there's a whole lot of us who give up too easy. We give up and we don't even know, or, or the person that's supposed to be our enemy don't even know they're fighting against us. A lot of people die. Mad with folk that they wouldn't even mad with them because what they allowed to get in their mind. Mm. They said, uh, We saw them, they big, and we look like grasshoppers. But now, y'all look at the text. Look, look at the text. Notice the text does not say they were grasshoppers, it says they. But, but, but wait, wait a minute now. But now I want y'all, I don't want y'all to miss it. Who said they look like grasshoppers? It was was them, not not the enemy. It said they saw themselves as grasshoppers as they looked at the giant. You ought not ever let a whole lot of external forces define who you are. 
There have always been those who have called us less than in society. They have called us grasshopper. They, they determine the content of our character by observing our physical attributes. They had the nerve to use bell curves and IQ tests to argue that we are intellectually inferior. They measured the carnal formation of our mind and weighed our brain and said that people of African descent are manipulated or uh, are, are less than and they manipulated the finding to define us as less than a whole person. See a whole lot of our young people don't know that we, we have not always been whole. There was a time when we were just three fifths. They, we have allowed a lot of racial hatred cloaked in scientific research, shrouded in mathematical formula to tell us that we are less than anybody else. I might not be better than anybody, but I'm just as good as anybody. But I need to help somebody. People can only make you inferior if you let them. They can only make you out to be what you let them make you out to be. You ought not believe the lie. Don't allow intimidation to define you and call you grasshoppers. When God had intended us to be a great people, Dr. King did not allow feet to kill his even though the dreamer was killed, his dream still lives on. He dared to dream because God made him big in the presence of his giants. I want you to know that God can make you big in the presence of your giants. There is nothing that's too hard for God. Don't listen to the loudest voice, but listen that still small voice of the Lord. Don't listen to all that sensationalism that's out in society, but you listen to the sincere word of God. Don't listen to the faithless, but you listen to the faithful saints. My brothers and sisters, we ought to be inspired by the spirit of God. We ought to be inspired by what Caleb said when he said, let us Go up and possess it, for we are well able to overcome it. It's more than just wishful thinking on Caleb's part. It's more than human optimism. He was talking about a man who had experience overcoming. He was talking because he had been with God a long time. And he knew that when he had faith in God, God could help them to overcome. He remembered that they had been in bondage in Egypt. They had been in the wilderness, but Caleb and Joshua knew during all of that when they relied on God. When they trusted in God, they always saw God work it out. My brothers and sisters, they knew that God had never let them down. They knew that God knew 
how to handle slavery. They knew how God had raised Moses to deliver. They remembered, my brothers and sisters, by those ten plagues. They remembered how the death angel, they remembered how God had brought them over. That's why, even in 2015, I'm not really worried about the future. I recognize that there are things in society now that parallels to what was going on in the 60s, but I'm not worried. Because I know the same God that brought us through the Middle Passage, the same God that brought us through segregation is the same God who will bring us through today. For when you and I remember what God has already done for us in the past, we can rely on him to do it again in the present. Caleb and Joshua knew that the same God that had brought them out of Egypt could take them to the promised land. Let us go up at once and possess the land for we are able to overcome it. My brothers and sisters, I know that there will be those who will be obstacles in your path, but you ought to go up and possess the land. There will be some hard times that will come your way, but you ought to get up and possess the land. There will be enemies who will try to destroy you, but you ought to get up and possess the land. There will be those who will tell you that you cannot pass the class, but you go up and possess the land. Martin Luther King went on to say in that speech at the conclusion of the march on Washington, he said, this is our hope. This is the faith that I will go back to the South with. With this faith, we'll be able to hew out of the mountain of despair a stone of hope. With this faith, we'll be able to transform the jangling discords of our nation into a beautiful symphony of brotherhood. He said, with this faith, we will be able to work together, to pray together, to struggle together, to go to jail together, to stand up for freedom together, knowing that we will be free one day. This will be the day when all of God's children will be able to sing with the meaning, a new meaning, my country, tears of thee, sweet land of liberty of thee I see, land where my fathers died, land of the pilgrim pride, from every mountainside, let freedom ring. And he said, if America is ever to be a great nation, this must become true, so let freedom ring. From the prodigious hilltops of New Hampshire. Let freedom ring from the mighty mountains of New York. Let freedom ring from the heightening Alleghenies of Pennsylvania. Let freedom ring from the snow-capped Rockies of Colorado. Let freedom ring from the curvaceous slope of California. But not only that, let freedom ring from Stone Mountain, Georgia. Let freedom ring from Lookout Mountain, Tennessee. Let freedom ring. From every hill and every molehill from Mississippi, from every mountainside, let freedom ring. And when this happens, he said, we will allow freedom to ring. When we let it ring from every village and every hamlet, 
from every state and from every city, we will be able to speed up that day when all of God's children, black men and white men, Jews and Gentiles, Protestants and Catholics will be able to join hands and sing the words of that old Negro spiritual, free at last, free at last, thank God Almighty, we're free at last. My brothers and sisters, when there is a will in your life, it doesn't matter who tries to lock you up. Doesn't matter who tries to lock you down. It doesn't matter who tries to seal you in. It doesn't matter who tries and in your way when God gets ready to move in your life. He's able to overcome whatever the enemy throws against you. My brothers and sisters, we have an example not just from Caleb and Joshua for there were those who said we can't do it because the people were too great. We have their example but I thank God we have more than their example. Because there were those enemies in the land who thought that they could seal Jesus in. They thought they could shut him up and close him up and close him in, but he showed that he had more power. For after they had killed him, after they had buried him, after they had sealed him in the tomb, he didn't stay down long. The Bible says he got up in three days and he had all power in his hand. And my brothers and sisters, I don't know what enemy is in your life. I don't know what enemy is trying to keep you down. I don't know how long you've been down, but I did come to tell you, you ought not be scared to get up again because the same God who rose on the third day, he's still alive. He's still reigning and he still rules. I have what God says I have. And I can do what God says I can do. I knew when I was growing up that statistics were not on my side. My daddy dropped out of school. My mama got a 12th grade education. We lived on the dirt roads of North Louisiana in a single mobile home trailer. My brothers and sisters, society said I shouldn't make it. But I had something on the inside of me that said I was more than my condition. And that must be what we hold hope to as we celebrate this life and this legacy. We're more than the color of our skin. We're more than what they say we are. We're more than. But we are. We are. We are. The children of God. We are sealed and set apart. He loved us so much that he can do it for you and for me. He sacrificed for you and for me that we might have a right to the tree of life. 
I'm so glad that the Bible does not tell us that God died for a segregated heifer. But he died that all of us might be able to live together. And I wonder what God must be thinking now. All of us, week after week, singing about how great it will be when we all get to heaven and we yet have learned how to live together down here. My brothers and sisters, we can't be scared. No matter how many times we see the police kill innocent people, we can't be scared. No matter how many times you hear people tell you that you're a failure, you're never going to make it. You can't be scared. No matter how many times you've been down and out, no matter how many times you've been unemployed, no matter how many times you've been on it, don't be scared. Because God is on our side. Now, if you're here this morning, and you don't know God is on your side, you've got reason to be scared. Because you don't have what we have. You can't speak with the confidence that we speak of. Because we know he loves us. He cares for us. He leads, he guides, and he directs us. But what's so good about it is that it's not just reserved for us. It's for everybody who believes. And so I'm going to invite the ministers and the deacons to come. And if you're here this morning and you don't know Jesus as your personal Savior, we're going to give you an opportunity on this day to leave differently than you came. To leave here with a renewed hope, with renewed peace, with renewed strength, knowing that God is on your side. So if you're here this morning, and you don't have a personal relationship with God, if you're here this morning, and your relationship with God is not as strong as you would desire it to be. If you're here this morning come, and you're desiring a church home, a place to fellowship, this moment right now is for you. Will you come? Will you come? Tomorrow is not promised to you. You ought to make up your mind. You ought to come right now. He will 